0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, as we just approach the word and bow our heads, who would just maybe have a need or desire specifically. Amen. Let's start out this new year specific. Just say, God, speak to my life. Speak to this need. I'm holding up this request. Oh, our dear heavenly father, we thank you for your abundant grace and mercy. You've overshadowed us with Your presence. Your Word has been so specific. Now we come as a people that's been trained by Your Holy Spirit to ask abundantly that our joys would be full. So Lord, don't give us ordinary Wednesday night services this year. Don't give us ordinary Sunday mornings or Sunday nights, Lord. Let us come expecting that anything can happen. Miracles could take place tonight. Healings could take place tonight. Someone could be saved in the service. Born again. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody, the lights, could come on within their hearts. Lord, let us be a church of the living God. The living God. Give us life. Give us spirit. Give us of your presence. Lord, we don't want to be a facade and just a formality. Let it be something real, bubbling out of the inside of the inside. That's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever, living in a people, God. You're about ready to take us home, Lord Jesus. We're one year closer, one week closer, a few days closer since Sunday. Lord, give give us a thrill to serve you, God. The heaviness of life and burdens of this dark hour weighs us down sometimes. But that's just in our bodies and in our spirits. Our souls, Lord, are continually being changed and transformed day by day from glory to glory. We bless you tonight and give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, about two and a half weeks ago, on a Sunday night, it was December the 22nd, and we just had one service that Sunday. Brother Bisco spoke that morning. And then we slipped down to uh, Renton and ministered uh, for Brother uh, Peter Ivanenko in their church. And just when he was closing the service, he just made a co- some comments and he said, uh, speaking about the new year, about a greater capacity and something just dropped into our hearts at that very moment. And I knew that we would be speaking that our first service. And then the next morning, do you have the first slide, Brother Michael? The next morning, I was listening to this message of Brother Branham. Who do you say this is? And uh, it's two days after Christmas. Brother Branham's last Christmas message was why it had to be shepherds, 1964. This is two days after Christmas. So just think about that, The, the final Christmas for the prophet. And he's just... Speaking now, who do you say this is? And this is the uh, something that I just like to challenge us all with tonight. He said, give me a church that's so completely anointed with God till their every action and move is thus saith the Lord. Walk in that Shekinah glory and I'll show you a Messiah, anointed one of God. Standing upon the earth. And I wonder tonight if we can just take that personal as individuals. Can we do that as an assembly that the Lord would give us understanding about what a prophet coming out of his last Christmas would be saying the Holy Spirit through him. Give me a church that's so completely anointed with God till their every action and move is thus saith the Lord. And walk in that Shekinah glory and I'll show you a Messiah, an anointed one of God standing upon the earth. Lord, reveal to us the meaning of this. God bless you. Thank you, musicians. And we'll turn to uh, John chapter 8 together and uh, Acts chapter 14. I just have two places to read. And I'm sure we'll we'll get this fixed, but I don't have it up here on the, my screen, but that's fine. We'll we'll just continue on in John chapter 8, verse 30, and then uh, just six verses of Scripture, but three of them's in one place and three is in another. Isn't it good to have a church we can come to? Can I remind everyone that this is your church? Amen. Amen. These are your musicians. These are your deacons, your trustees, all the sound and video. They're yours. The ministry and uh, worship servants. This is your church. This is your year. Whatever you want from God, it's whatever's in your heart. I, I say, God, let us just start out on the on the first Wednesday night. We've had the first Sunday just by saying, God, give us a supernatural year with a greater capacity. Jesus is speaking in John 8 verse 30. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Bring verse 31 into our service tonight. If you continue in my word, it's not what happened in the year or the years before. It's not just starting a good work. It's continuing. It's tearing. It is remaining in the truth. It's abiding in the word. It's not departing. It's being present. It's to be kept continually and not to perish. Jesus is speaking, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples. How many people have started on the road serving the Lord Jesus and aren't serving him tonight? Those aren't true disciples. I believe I'm looking at some disciples tonight. Jesus is said, if you continue, keep pressing on. All the way to the end. Those are the ones that's the disciples. Acts chapter 14. As we take this thought now of Acts 14 verse 21. God give us a church that's so completely anointed with God till their every action and move is thus saith the Lord. And I'll show you a Messiah. That's the one that was born. Not just on Christmas Day. That's what a prophet was trying to bring to the bride now. This is what we're looking at now. A Messiah standing upon the earth. Acts 14 verse 21. And when they had preached the gospel in that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and Iconian and Antioch. Notice verse 22. What the ministry in the book of Acts and what he's doing in Cloverdale Bible Way tonight. Confirming the souls of the disciples. And... Exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. I believe the book of Acts ministry is continuing. 2020 is going to be a year of the book of Acts. Verse 22, confirming the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith. And that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. And when they had ordained them elders in every church they had and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. God bless you. You can have your seats tonight. I had one goal I was thinking of today. Many are thinking about goals that starting the new year or being resolved and things. But I just was in our little study today and I I just was wondering this year if I could help God's people. uh, The congregation, those that we minister to, to just love him a little more. I think that that would be a good goal to have. Who thinks that that would be good? Just uh, not just the ministry, but all of us, if we could get one another to love the Lord a little more by our lives. I was thinking about that to just if we could just get the congregation to serve the Lord better, that God could use us more, because it's not just starting out uh, New Year's resolutions in ourselves and, and making natural uh ambitions for, you know, the new year and what lies ahead. And uh it's not just trying to brush failures under the carpet and maybe wish that life would end or that would get better. That That's not what the new year is for the believer. I, I believe there's something eagerly inside of us that's just wanting to see more of Jesus. And um, this is the first Wednesday night service of of 2020. And I, it's just a soul searching question after our wonderful weekend, the special meetings that we had. And I was just thinking, uh, speaking to someone that's going to be baptized, the Lord willing, on Sunday. And if there's anyone that would desire to be baptized or God's been dealing with your heart, um, uh, there, there's time for you. And, and this Sunday night we'll be having a baptism, the Lord willing, of one of our teenagers, one of our young ladies. And I just think that's wonderful. Praise the Lord. I just think that's fantastic. And as as we speak to one another, if the Lord Jesus is calling you to a deeper life and to more of a consecrated life with him, to a, a surrendered life, if it is truly him dealing with you, I encourage you to give that to him. If the Lord is speaking to anyone here in the assembly Or on the internet, you've been hearing the ministry over the years and and your heart's been stirred. I'm just speaking about right now. God is doing something to move you deeper and take you further. I encourage you to just give your heart to Him. Even you that have received the Holy Ghost. I, I believe if we give ourselves more consecrated that this whole year could be different for all of us. Do you agree? It would be more satisfying. It would be more fulfilling. This whole year would be more fulfilling individually and collectively if we would just surrender and let the Lord have his way. So as we were speaking and uh, taking this out of John 8 as Jesus and John and Acts 14 about if you continue in my word, I begin to think as maybe some of you have of many that have started on the road or some have lost their way. Over the years. But Jesus was saying. If you continue in my word. If you continue in my word. Then are you my disciples. And that word continue means. If you remain. And keep dwelling. Keep tarrying. Keep enduring. It means to place yourself. Alongside of him. If you continuously. Stand with him. You will not perish if you continue in his word to overcome, not just to survive, but to live in this year. It's it's to remain and not to become another person other than what God has called you to be not a different person. You are a believer. And I believe it's as we come into the new year, it's good to just. Let the old perish and let the new come up. And that's got to be, friends, and we'll speak about it later a little bit more. But Lord, let our services come down to our daily lives. That we're not being attracted to the minister or to the man or to the music or just to an atmosphere of a collective group. But it's got to come down where the word Spiritually is becoming greater in all of us. You know, I heard Sunday night that there's a young man in this area actually attended our church for a while in BCA, but he just came to a time of his life. He walked away from the Lord and walked away from certain of his family. But by the grace of God, just in the last few weeks, he texted his mother and told her, would you forgive me? Just wipe the last five years out of your memory. I am sorry. And she said to me on Sunday night, she's a totally different person. Is that incredible? And sometimes we walk with people when they go through things that might be months or years. And to have a young man text his mother. I mean, she thought he was wanting mother, money. Or What did he want from me? But And then she just began to go on to say that he's totally changed. His spirits change. His attitudes changed. We need to give that kind of grace to one another. That's a greater capacity. As we look in Acts 14, verse 22, and uh, we'll put this slide up again so that you'll just know kind of as the ministry, as the Holy Spirit will lay something on our hearts. But as we were feeding off the word early that Monday morning, this would have been December 23rd and this. Quote was uh in our hearts as Brother Branham spoke it. Can you imagine just coming out of Christmas, Brother Branham speaking his last Christmas messages and then to speak this on the 27th to give me a church that's so completely anointed with God till their every action and move is thus saith the Lord. Don't gloss over that. Don't just put it way out there for the preachers or somebody. That's for you. I begin to think about this. I mean, what does every action and every move becoming where it's God in us? Walk in that Shekinah glory. And I'll show you a Messiah, anointed one of God, standing upon the earth. And it just seemed to be more saying, God, give us a greater capacity. And then we looked in Acts 14, if you still have your Bibles open, verse 22. This is as the disciples, the ministry, went into the cities that they were going. Lystria and Iconian and Antioch. And we can just say Cloverdale. There were three things they were doing in this verse 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples. So it wasn't just healing in bodies and spirits, but the word confirms the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. That's what we're doing tonight. We start out this new year. We're exhorting you to continue or remain. Keep living in the word. Keep abiding in the word. And that we must through, I think I put this on the screen And that we must through much tribulation. Enter into the kingdom of God. That don't bring a lot of glory. Hallelujah. But welcome to the new year. This is what they were saying to all the churches. So it wasn't all just revival and running the aisles. But he was. They were confirming the souls of the disciples. And exhorting them to continue. And letting them know that. As we go through tribulation, that's how we're going to enter into the kingdom of God. What a wonderful time that we're living in. Praise the Lord. Let's look at this word a a little bit on capacity. What does that mean? And spiritual capacity. I, I believe it's important for us moving forward that we remain positive. As Brother Branham said in the adoption messages, that you get a person that really knows God. That's how they are. They're positive. They have a sweet nature. When you get around them, they're always positive, never negative. I just love that, don't you? And as we now speak about this greater capacity, remember that it's more than before. It's more than is needed. It is truly great. Our God is great. But tonight I want to focus on you that God is doing something even at the start of the year that's going to be more than before. It's going to be more than you need. Our God is more than enough. So we're speaking about spiritual tonight. I'm not going to get into, you know, exercising and, and and all these things. People start out the new year. The gyms are full in January. And after by February, they just, you know, many fall off and they start out all resolved. And we're going to do this and do that. And I'm sure for all of us, uh, I'm not going to speak about our bank accounts and its capacity because some might look really sad. So it's not all about just finances or physical it's a spiritual. It's focusing. I think that's what we should do at church anyway. We're focusing on the spiritual part of our lives. And we're looking for the supernatural element. But this word capacity. I, I just want to remind you that it's something Brother Branham spoke about from 1950. All the way through 1965. It's a word that is used throughout the message. And uh, tonight when we speak about capacity capacity. Um, I was thinking about Brother Dave Jabirinov and driving buses and things. And I have on the screen here some corridor capacities. They talk about traffic and buses and cyclists and different light rails and heavy rails and things that would be able to uh, be on a certain corridor. And they talk about the capacity or the weight of things. Uh, tonight, we're not speaking about just something a full, uh, something that's full or empty or half full. Or half empty, nearly full, you know, nearly empty. But when we look at these containers, we could talk about volume or jugs or cups. We could talk about your printer cartridges and the capacities and things. And I know I just thought of our sisters tonight. But, you know, they have washers, front load washers and top load washers that talk about the capacities of washing certain items and things. But when we speak about the capacities... For the believer, it it has to do what the bride has in her because of a predestinated seed. We're speaking about the soul of the person. We're going to get into this just a little bit of a as we look out into this new year. God, give us a greater spiritual capacity. It has to do with the maximum amount that something can contain. Hallelujah. Lord, fill every fiber of our beings might be just a little bit different of a Wednesday night service, but we're launching into the new year. It's the maximum amount. And some of you might have thought that you are at the max or you've tapped out. But let me just encourage you tonight. There's more for all of us. It has to do with the amount that something can produce, something that is produced out of the individual. God's calling for a greater capacity. When we speak about capacity, it's fully occupying the available area or space. Tonight I want to include your soul, your spirit, and your body. I just say, Lord, fill the capacity of my life with your presence. Bring healing. Bring deliverance. I'm no longer, Brother Derek, uh, a slave to fear then don't sing that in the service and then go home and live by fear. I think we need to be real with one another and say, God, I don't want it to be quotes on a screen, sermons from a pulpit, songs sung at the church. I want it to be a reality. God, give us more than church life. Give us Holy Ghost filled individual lives. It has to do with the ability or the power to do something or the experience or to understand something. Brother Murphy was fellowshipping with Brother uh, Tim Dodd and I yesterday. And we were speaking. He spoke about revelation and how that we need revelation more than anything else in this world. I would say, God, give us of your ability. Give us your power. Give us an experience. But let us understand our calling and placing. Give us revelation this year. It's good to see some of you writing notes. Because that's a good thing to do. It has to do with a specified role or position that you are in as a believer. It's a desire out of your heart. God, give me a greater capacity. Think about your life tonight. It's a specific role or position That not that you want to do in life, not that you dream about or somebody else is telling you, you, but it's what God has called you to do. And in what capacity can ask in or what role or function someone is performing in, while we usually see capacity as in how much something can hold, it also means the ability or the power to do. Or the experience to do it. Or the understanding. Now, I was thinking about this and I don't mean to be dry, I give you just definitions. But someone can have a dynamic gift. But if they don't have the wisdom of how to operate that gift, God can't use them as much. You and I both have seen men and women that don't seem to have the capacity as maybe someone else, but they're more surrendered to God. They're more dedicated to God. They're more humble with their gift. And God can do more with that person than somebody else that's more gifted, that even has a bigger capacity in their lives. God wants us to fulfill what He wants us to fulfill. So I would say, God, empower your church and give them the ability and the experience to understand what God has called them to do. And last but not least, when we speak about capacity, it's the amount, it's the volume, it's the size. God wants to do a greater capacity, greater in the church, greater in your life, greater in your marriage. We're already getting a little quiet, but Brother Branham said, God, give me a church that's so completely anointed with God till their every action and move is thus saith the Lord. Now, don't just hear that, but say, God, what does that mean? Where every action and move in my life is thus saith the Lord to walk in that Shekinah and I'll show you a Messiah, an anointed one of God standing upon the earth. You know, let's look at this just a little bit tonight as we start out this new year together. You know, the new year is like pressing the reset button. It's like a refresh. It's like a disfragmenting of the hard drive. But it has to be from the heart of the person saying, God, bring a refocus now. Bring a refocus in my life. It takes honest hearts that are looking inward, that are really looking inward, that are examining deep inside and looking for the root of it all. Help us out on a Wednesday night. We, we don't want to be dealing with just symptoms, just dealing with the outside. We want God to go to the root of it all. What's on the inside? What is on the inside that is causing that to come out on the outside? And when you say it's a negative or it's not the nature of God or it's not the character of the word, then we need to stop trying to fix the outside and we need to go to the inside. And we need to be severely honest with ourselves and with the Lord. As we're going to get into that just in a little while, as Sunday morning was a wonderful service of the Lord speaking to us about Naaman being a leper. But I'm just going to go to that in just a little bit, and because I just want to give a little bit more foundation to this capacity. I just have a few quotes to share with you on this. In the seed of discrepancy, this is 1965, right in January. He said in prayer, Dear God, we love you. Hallelujah. Do you know it only took Moses five minutes in the presence of that burning bush? All that he lacked was in five minutes. How many believe that? We, We have an hour of preaching. We have a two hour service or whatever. Do you know five minutes in the presence of God could transform a whole life? And if that's you or if it's your neighbor or if it's someone in the church, we need to be right on the middle of what God is doing. God, it just takes a few moments to push out that capacity. Look at this in prayer. Dear God, we love you. Your word is so foodful. What a word. Foodful with us, Lord. We just love it. We live by it, Lord. It seems that our capacity is never sufficient. It seems that our capacity is never sufficient. We just love to sit at your table around your word and enjoy the blessings. Lord, when we come together like this, brothers and sisters, who's been blood bought by the Son of God, who is the purchase of your blood. You said... A little while and the world won't see me no more, yet you'll see me. For I, the personal pronoun of I, I will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Then can we believe that Jesus is here? To the end of the world? You are my disciples indeed, if you continue. So there's something together with us tonight. And at the end of the time of this great consummation, you said, just before it happens, it'll be just like before the fire fell in Sodom and burn up the Gentile world. That there would come a revelation again of the Son of Man. Just like it was at Sodom. Father, may the people not miss it. You know, this year, why don't we just start out by saying, God, increase my capacity even on a Wednesday night. I mean, this is deep. The opening quote was deep. Give us a church where every every action, every word is thus saith the Lord. Now we have it right here where our, it seems like our capacity is never sufficient. Then Lord, give us a greater capacity. Then when we speak about a generation like that, we're living in and and even this present climate that we're living in that globally friends, it could be over before the morning. Rockets and missiles and this and that we are living in shaking times politically, financially, globally, all things don't be resting on those things. And, And at the end of time. Just before that happens, it'll be like before the fire fell in Sodom. And burn up the Sodom and you remember that, the Gentile world. That there would come a revelation again of the Son of Man. And so many of, of us would go immediately to Brother brownham and say, Oh, that's the revealing of the Son of Man. But don't forget that Melchizedek was appearing to Abraham. That there had to be a Sarah that, that just thought it was all over. Her, 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 Everything had dried up. She was too old. We've got to get our minds when we hear quotes like this. I'm just saying, oh, that's Brother Brownham. He fulfilled that. Where's our part? She was being changed. Abraham was being changed. We've got to look at the word with a greater capacity. Stop the tape if you have to. Dig down deeper into the word. You know, when we were listening to that on Monday morning, December the 23rd, that quote of God give us a church where every, every action ever, you know, you have to stop the tape. As you're getting up and just coming, I think we were coming to the office and things. Or if we were just going about our normal course of life, it's like, Lord, I want to be that kind of people. As we go to the next one here, 1964. This is also January. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will pour out the Holy Ghost upon them. That you'll fill them with your divine power. That they may not only be Christians, but be instruments of service filled to the capacity This is deeper than you think. Not just to be Christians. But to be instruments of service. Filled to the capacity. With the Holy Spirit that they might help bring the message to others. And if it takes five years for a young man to find out it's not in drugs, it's not in alcohol, it's not in rebellion. Then I say, God, that's why we're slugging it out. That's why the church of the living God's got to press on and continue in tribulation. You know, when you start out the new year, maybe it's his suffering. Maybe there's been pain. Maybe there's been sorrow in your life. But God, fill us with your capacity, with the Holy Spirit. Let's just find out in Jeffersonville now, souls that are in prison. This is right at the beginning of the service after Brother Branham had just read more than one scripture to start out in the message. And he's saying, Now, Heavenly Father, such a line of scripture here, three witnesses, three places in the scripture giving testimony. And that thou hast said in thy word that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Amen. Amen. Now I pray thee, O Father, O God, that thou will come to the people and will interpret this word, this message in the light that it should be in that every man, woman, boy or girl might understand in the capacity that you have ordained for them to understand it. And now knowing that these three witnesses bear record of truth. You know, maybe I'm the 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 weaker one among us and the lesser. But maybe starting out this year, we need to just feed and taste of the word of God so that it sinks down deep on the inside. So it stirs up the innermost person. Can we just say, God, do that for us? I mean... Friends, last Sunday morning, we had half or three-quarter of our church publicly admit that they were living a double life. By raising of their hand, by coming forward, and God bless, and those that stood, and those that came forward even after that. But when we look at the messages that bring that kind of a response, Starting out the new year, Naaman was a leper. And I'm just going back to some of the things Brother Ron was speaking about, about living a double life. And speaking about this dreadful disease of leprosy or sin. And he was speaking about going your life or an individual going from hiding this to living exposed. In other words, stop hiding And expose the thing. Then he began to speak about dealing with the attitude. I'm just going recapping some of the things over the weekend. That it's the attitude and the confession that I need help is at the core of deliverance. Or if you want to start out this new year with a greater capacity, it's got to start with an attitude. I need help. If you're gonna remain stubborn, hard-headed, stiff-necked, and unresponsive, God's not gonna move in your life. There has to be a breaking. Has to be a crushing. And remember, this, this statement was made. Why would God allow a crash? Why would God allow leprosy? Why would He allow a breakage in a person's life? Because He cares! Does anybody remember that? Because he cares. Brother Ron was speaking. I just wrote this in my notes. God has a way and that is his way. That's not our way. That's God's way. So if you want a greater capacity, it's moving in to God's way of thinking. What is God's way of thinking? Then some of you might remember this. Sin will destroy you. Sin will destroy you. It will destroy your marriage. It will destroy your family. And ultimately his his intent is to destroy the church of the living God. But I just heard tonight God give us a church where every action, every move now is thus saith the Lord. And there's a people rising to that saying, God, let that be in our lives. But sin or unbelief will destroy you. And then confessing, confessing, I can live differently. No matter where a person's at or what they've gone through, a person's gotta say, I can live differently. There's more in in my jug. The capacity, I I can move up higher. And we're going to get into it. David's talking about enlarging our hearts. Enlarging our tents then. It's more than ever before. More than in the past. But the question was, and this is what lingered in my heart. What are you going to do after the miracle? What are you going to do after the special meetings? What are you going to do after the healing? What do you do when Brother Ron is back on the airplane and traveled back home and we're back now to the local assembly ministry and we're back down here where we know each other? It's still the same God. And what, how he deals, whether someone knows you personally or someone doesn't know you, whether someone calls your name literally or the Holy Spirit says your name, it's the same God. And our faith cannot rely on men or individuals. It's got to rely on the Holy Ghost. That is the gift. I I believe it was a valid question. Brother Ron asked, what are you going to do after the miracle? After Nahum, after you dip down into the water, and after you come up seven and you're healed and you go back, now how are you going to go back to your family? How was you on Monday morning? Last Monday morning. Yesterday. How did Sunday's meetings or Fridays affect your prayer life? You say, well, Monday I was right back to work or school started Monday, brother John, and Tuesday or Wednesday. This is Wednesday night. And a greater capacity has to do with us taking the word of God And saying, Lord, I am groaning. I am desperate to see it translated into a daily life. And I just want to say this. If it doesn't happen for us that way, we've missed it. So for 2020, this is the burden of our hearts. Lord, increase our capacity in our prayer life. Give us a groaning and give us prayers that... Are uttered up through our lives. That maybe can't even be uttered in words. God will answer. That kind of a prayer. You know prayer is like an atomic bomb. It's like a. a heat seeking missile. That God loads up onto your life. That's leaked right to the heart of the enemy. To destroy the enemy. I say for all of us. And. Increase our prayer capacity. That's one of the things. Number two, increase our capacity for the word and not just hearing of it, but give us a capacity of the word where it takes the next step where we want to see it manifested. The Lord willing next uh, weekend, we're going to be traveling to Dallas and ministering for some young people. And young people are going to be coming from different places. And And I left the notes in the back room because I wasn't going to mention it. But you know as we come and as the years have gone by and the message. And different generations have come up in the message. it's We are in such a desperate time. And such an hour of groaning to see the Holy Ghost. Truly demonstrated in men and women. Where the fire of God can change a life and they can go on and serve the Lord. Amen. To be washed, yes. To be cleansed, yes. But to be filled, yes, yes. Amen. To live a life, to, to be a disciple that continues. Amen. Continues in the Word. Amen. And I want to speak more clearly to someone that might feel like they've failed or You've utterly spiritually failed. Maybe your body language is more like this tonight. uh, Observing and kind of seeing because the turn of the year didn't really affect you much. You're just kind of surviving. Or, you know, maybe in other areas of your life, it just seems like such a failure. And Satan's got you down already. It's only, as Brother Derek said, January the 8th. And some can get such a spiritual frame of mind and heart. To where it just seems like no matter what God's doing, they just kind of are living in the trenches. They're kind of living and there's no real expression of of something in their heart that they want to see. It's like they want to go on and they want something to happen. I was just speaking to someone briefly coming in the door, you know, and, and even science and physicians. When they can't really find the problem physically, then they just say, it's stress. It's just stress. And that's what they're dealing with on the inside. Aren't you so happy on a Wednesday night? The believer has a release point. We have the capacity to just let God have his way. And that happens when a believer lets off the pressure and says, Lord, I trust you, Lord. Then I say, Lord, increase... Our capacity of the word this year, 2020. I say, Lord, increase our character capacity more than what you had before, more than the years prior, more than last year. God, give us a character and a nature where it's God's character. Oh, you say, she's such a character. He's such a character. But what about a church? Where it's God's character. Oh, you say, you raise the bar so high, none of us are going to meet it. The Holy Ghost is groaning inside of the bride. Where every thought, every action can be Him. He wants to influence us greater than ever before. From the children, the young people, the middle-aged and older. Are we doing okay tonight? Lord, give our faith a greater capacity. There's another one you can write down. Give our believing a greater capacity. Lord, increase our retaining. Not just in our intellect. But give me the ability to understand what the Spirit is saying to the church. I did, friends, I'm not speaking at you. It's Monday morning I woke up, affected by the weekend. But I said, Lord... Where are we going with that? Or how is it affecting our lives? I knew some of you were going to work and school and things and life is busy. It is stressful. And Tuesday goes by and Wednesday. And if we're not careful, time goes on and we're affected by great ministry and great services. But what about our capacity? Where are we really living spiritually? Spiritually. I say God, give us a greater depth this year in our spiritual lives that it's not just surface, but let us go deeper. Give us more personal and individuals. Give us an attitude of ourselves and less of a groupy attitude. Do you understand that? A groupy thing. No, it's an individual. God increase our capacity. Where we're not just living off of someone else's influence that's around me. And that could be negative. Maybe somebody needs to be strong enough tonight to discern and withstand a spirit that's trying to take you down. And you need to walk away from that thing. That's a negative influence that would be influencing someone's life. I say, God, give us a a greater capacity to resist a negative influence. But do you understand? Stay with me here. We can have a positive influence around us and be living off of their experience and not have it ourselves. Do you understand that statement? We could actually have strong people around us and Christians and a strong church or family or, or, or have people all around us. And this is why it's so specific. God give us a personal capacity that's greater than even the positive influences around me that I'm not just living off of someone else. Their revelation. Or the ministry can be so in the word themselves and be saying it so articulately we can even agree with that and go home And don't really have a personal revelation. It's like something good was deposited. God was saying something good. But it's like, where is my capacity? Where is my burden? Where is my time in the word? I say for this year, 2020, God would help all of us, myself included, to walk more in the spirit. And be less carnal and less natural. Help us to have a greater capacity to being more sensitive to the moving of the Holy Ghost. And lastly, on this point, God increase our capacity. That in all our relationships around us with people. That our conduct reflects God's character. Let me just say that again. God increased the capacity of our lives so that the relationships of the people around us, that our conduct reflects God's character. Because so many want instant forgiveness, instant grace, instant someone to be long suffering with me or please forgive me of that, my folly, or, or forgive me for my mistakes. But how quick are we to give that to someone else? Lord, help us this year to turn that right around and say, what he's done for me, I give it to others. Amen. Don't let this be a sermon starting out this year. Let it be an anchor in your heart. Lord, increase my capacity. I was thinking over the last few weeks that God help us this late in the game. Not to be thinking that the law is going to bring us to rapturing grace. It's going to be grace, grace, amazing grace. But you see individuals defaulting back to the law, back to the law. That's the Old Testament. Don't forget, we need the blood of Jesus Christ. If you want to live under the law, you'll die by the law. And with whatever judgment you judge, listen to me very closely. Whatever you, however you judge someone else is how you're going to be judged. So you come across strong, you come across with no grace, no mercy. You want them to pay up and pay in. That's exactly how you're going to be treated. I'd be very careful, friends. I would hold back your judgment and say, God, give me the mind of the great judge. Remember last year. This quote was read to us in December. Here, there's only one gift that you can give, and that is yourself. Give yourself to God, because God's already given to you His gift. Now, there's only one thing you owe back to God, that's yourself to Him. How many's heard Brother Branham say, My greatest enemy is William Branham? Who's ever heard him say that? And... Some would just say that's blasphemy if we would quote the prophet, but it's the truth. His greatest enemy was William Branham. So the gift in our prophet was to get out of the way, relax himself, and the Holy Ghost used a man through the skin, through his body, to be a major prophet to this age. And that age is still going on. It's the word age. It's the bride age. It's it's where we're living tonight. The bride feeds off of the message. And we could go right back to the quote earlier that, that could have been emphasized. But Brother Branham said, I pray thee, O God, that thou will come to the people and will interpret this word, this message, in the light that it should be in. How have we seen globally Different shifts and movements over the years. But it hasn't been the word or the message in the light that it should be in. So it creates a warped life in the congregation. It creates a war, a warped life in the ministry. It's a false birth, false word. And how we have seen the mighty fallen and even whole groups go to the left. And to the right. But I believe as I know you believe. That God is passing by a people. That will interpret this. He will interpret his word to them. This message in the light. That it should be in. Friends you ought to thank God. For a balanced diet. For an assembly. That you have ministers. That are very different and varied. But they bring out a part of God. That you and I need. Even tonight, the Holy Spirit is speaking. Yeah. Trying to put a platform now for our 2020 locally. That we have a greater capacity. A greater volume. Greater size. God's challenging your heart. My heart. Do you want every action to be the, saith the Lord? Do you want every thought So you open up yourself to the word and in prayer and in your heart, you're just dying to yourself, getting out of the way. Do you really want that? Or are you just going to let it smide on by and live a double life and have leprosy and just know when to say amen and when to raise your hand and when to go out? Sin will destroy you. It will break up marriages. It will destroy relationships and it ought to be the Holy Spirit and the individual striving for peace, striving for reconciliation, striving. As Paul said, as much as lies within you, how much lies within you? I would say the Lord's trying to expand out the borders of our hearts tonight. Let's go to Psalms chapter 92 together. Just as we come toward the end of the service. Every chapter, every verse, every line. Something's in the scripture. Something's in the message. Psalms 92 verse 4. For thou, Lord, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. Psalms 92 verse 4. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. Verse 5. O oh, Lord, this is exclamation. O oh, Lord, how great are thy works. And thy thoughts are very deep. Stop living your life on just fake news and clickbait and, and just going out there and after two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes and you find yourself out on some, something that's not even real. And it produces a lifestyle of socialism. That's what social media produces socialism. We're not into the groupy thing. We're into the individual walk with God. Oh Lord, how great are thy works. And thy thoughts are very deep. Lord, give us a greater spiritual capacity. Let's turn to Psalms 119. Psalms 119, verse 29. So good to hear those pages. God bless all of you. Psalms 119, verse 29. It's a a large chapter. Psalms 119, verse 29. Remove me from... Remove from me the way of lying... and grant me thy law graciously i have chosen the way of truth thy judgments have i laid before me i have stuck unto thy testimonies o oh lord put me not to shame i will run the way of thy commandments when thou Shall enlarge my heart. That's what we're speaking about tonight. A greater spiritual capacity. Maybe we should read verse 32 like this. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. It's all how you read it. Can we say it like this? Lord, if you will make my heart bigger, Toward you, I will follow your word. Now, right away in the New Testament 2020, somebody sees the word commandments and it's like they cringe. Commanding, you know, it's strong, it's powerful. Somebody's trying to force me. No, no, no. It has to do with the word of God. I will run the way of thy word. Comma, when thou shalt enlarge my heart. That's the need right there. That's the root of it. There's no way a person will walk or run after the Word of God if their heart is very, very small toward the things of God. They have no desire, no longing, no... It's just like they're just dead. Like uh, That's when they need the Holy Ghost to come and enlarge their heart. That literally means to grow it wide, to grow it large, to widen it so that my heart would get larger... Oh, that's a good thing on a Wednesday night. First Wednesday night of the new year. That God would make my heart broad. Make it more roomy pasture. It means to make your heart or your tent it with a greater capacity. Greater than ever before. Greater than it's ever been. More than we need for the rapture. That God would just give us something in our hearts that would cause us to run after his word. Verse 33. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding that I shall keep thy law. Yea, or yes, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments. For therein, or within the Word, within His commandments, therein do I delight. That's what makes me happy. That's what makes me joyful, pleasured, fulfilled this year, more satisfied. 2020 is when God makes our capacity bigger. And last verse, verse 36, incline my heart unto thy testimonies. And not to covetousness. Or not to vain things. Thou shall not covet. Don't let me run after something that is vain. When I get to the end of it all, it's just like pockets with holes in it. And you've spun your wheels and done all the effort and gone through all the antics and verbalized all of your emotion and just spread it all out there. David is saying... Incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to covetousness. So in conclusion tonight, I I was thinking about this, about trusting the Lord. Are we really trusting the Lord? Or do we just say that? You say, I trust in thee. I'm trusting in the Lord, brother John. I'm trusting in the Lord. But then when it really comes down to it, is your trust in the Lord? I was listening to Brother and a man running from the presence of the Lord in Jeffersonville. He said, it's easy to take the way when everybody can pat you on the back and say you're a good fella and this is so and so and certain and the world will look upon you. It's easy to go the popular way. But when you have to do something different and when you have to stand to your conviction of what you know to be the truth, there is there is where the hard part, there's the rub comes right there. Then he reminds many of the old song. We sang the old song. How easy while sailing the sea and it's calm. To trust in the strength of Jehovah's great arm. But then he said, oh, but when the waves begin to blow, let the wind blow and chirp up the waves. Then what do you do? I'm bringing this to you tonight just as a question. We say we trust the Lord. But are we really trusting Him? As Brother Branham goes on to say, something like I was told one time, a lady said back in the horse and buggy days, said the horse just run away with her. Y'all remember the horse and buggy days and the horse just run away with her, going from church. Said, well, what did you do? She's going home from church and the horse just gets away and the horse and buggy, well, what'd you do? Said, I trusted the Lord until the lines broke. Watch what she, she was coming from church. It's a good place to go. It's a good thing to say, I trusted the Lord. But watch her confession. I trusted the Lord until the lines broke. You say, wow, that describes my life, Brother John. It's just gone wild. It's out of control. Watch a prophet Say, immediately say, well, that's the time to trust the Lord after the lines is broke. He said, you're trusting in the lines until they're broke. So I want tonight to bring this to you and I as a challenge. We can trust in a lot of things. Then when it's broken, we say, I trust the Lord. That's totally wrong. We ought to be trusting the Lord all the way through. We can't be trusting the Medicare system or your health. We can't be trusting just our friendship or trusting something over here. You say, or something happens in my life, my family, then it just broke. You say, you know, then, you know, then I I was trusting in this or that. Then it just broke, brother John, and I'm broken. Maybe we need to go back and say, "Lord, I need to trust you all the way through, not just when the lines are broken, and I realize, my goodness, I mean, everything's out of control and in cater. we need to no, no, and we cry out but it's Lord, I really want to trust you." Do you understand? In 2020, let's trust the Lord in the good times. So that when the bad times come, we already have an anchor. We already have something that's steadfast. And if the bad times show that there's a weakness, I'm saying this in conclusion. If the bad times reflect that we've had a breakage and we haven't been trusting the Lord, that's not the time to just say, I'm not a Christian. I don't have the Holy Ghost. I'm not a good person. That's the time to learn. Learn and say, God, give me a greater capacity. Give me a greater volume of faith. Give me a greater love. It's not all over, friends. You say, well, Brother John, that quote describes me, I trusted the lines until the, I, I trusted the lines and, uh, you know, I trusted the Lord until the lines broke, then the lines broke, and now what am I trusting? Everything's in chaos, everything's going, there. I don't know. No, we need to trust Him all the way through. So if in the last years of your life, it's 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 actually brought to the surface. There's a, there's a breakage in your character or your nature has a weakness. This is the time to ask the Lord to enlarge your heart. This is the season to say, God, I give that to you in Jesus name. God bless you. Let's bow our heads. How many would join in tonight with this desire that was expressed through our prophet? God, give us a church. God, let me be part of that bride, that church, where every action, every word is thus saith the Lord. Is there anybody here that, just where you're at, would say, God... I I want my life to be in such a place that you can influence my thoughts, my actions, my words, my atmosphere. I want my life to be that kind of a people that can rise up out of Christmas, rise up out of that gift. If there's a desire on the prophet's heart just coming into the new year then, what would be the desire on the Heart of God to have a church where her thoughts and actions and deeds could be thus saith the Lord. Anointed by God. The Messiah. Not born in a manger. Not in a little house. But now in the bride. That we could say, come Lord Jesus, come. Without fears and without just backslidden lives, but say, God, do a work of restoration. Do a work of healing as we've already heard this testimony of this young man. I would like to get with him, the Lord willing, in the next week or so. To you that are continuing in the faith, may God anchor your heart. May God give you and I more than just New Year's resolutions that Throughout January and then by February It's already dropped off somewhere But where are those people That can hear messages like we did over the weekend And come through the year now And just say, God I want it to settle deeper than ever before I don't want to be a surface feeder And someone that's just a groupie I want it to be real in my life. Well, we're not running from the presence of God, but we're running to the presence of God. And we're saying, Jesus, increase my capacity. Increase the volume in my heart. David could say that in the Old Testament. What about the bride in the New Testament? Under this blood of Jesus Christ. That could say God enlarge my heart. Enlarge the heart of our relationships. Let our marriages get stronger. Let our church get stronger. Let our families get stronger. So I reminded you. The first part of the service. This is service. This is your church. This is your time of prayer. This has been your service tonight. These are your musicians that play for you and bring you and I into the presence of God. God has given you and I the ministry of the Holy Ghost to bring us to these sacred sands that our lives can be where they ought to be in a world that's shaking. almost cataclysmic every day you realize we're on the brittle threads don't live by fear this year don't live off the news broadcast let the word of God strengthen you let it affect our character God let it affect our natures in Jesus name we give this year to you and dedicate our hearts in unity and oneness Lord Jesus we pray Amen. Let's stand and sing that song, brothers. You can sing it, Brother Derek and Brother Benjamin, just as we, before we go. Oh, I want what you want.